If we get our institutions back, I look forward to that last clip particularly being played at a couple of the criminal trials. So, <clears throat> and I, I will ask if people can uh, just not clap to uh, respect the audience that's online. And, and I'd like to invite our first witness, Cassandra Schroeder. And Cassandra, can I get you to state your full name for the record, spelling your first and last name? Uh, yeah, my full name is Cassandra Jaden Schrader. Uh, spelling of the first name is C-A-S-S-A-N-D-R-A, -S -S and Schrader is S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. And do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God today? Yes. So, and, and I'll have to just apologize earlier. Cassandra showed up, and I was waiting for uh, a lawyer named uh, Cassie to stand up. Uh, you know, show up, and I thought Cassandra was the lawyer. So I was walking her through what she needed to do as a lawyer. So I, I think I probably put her on edge today, and I apologize for that. Now, Cassandra, you have a bachelor in science degree. Yes, yeah, I received that at the University of Manitoba. And I, I don't want to name your employer, but basically right now you are working, um, kind of treading water because you're wanting to do something else once it becomes available. Yes, yeah, so right now I'm just working in the meantime. <clears throat> Uh, while I apply to other programs. Right, and what you're wanting to do is train to be a naturopathic doctor, is my understanding. Yes. So, now, you made a uh, decision not to get vaccinated. Yes. And can you share with us kind of how you arrived at that decision? Um, so, early on in my degree, I was taking a cell bio course, and in the course, we were talking about how you could use mRNA at this place, or at this time, sorry, they called it gene therapy, uh, for cancer treatment um, in our cancer unit. Uh, and I just remember hearing about that. And then when they rolled out the vaccines, that they said they're going to be mRNA. And I was like, oh, I've heard this before. And it didn't go over well in science. That's why it's not widely used. And so immediately I had some red flags. Right. And my, my understanding is also you have... Um you have high blood pressure and that that's an issue? Uh, yes. So, um, and did you speak to your doctor about that to see if you could get an exemption? Uh, yes, so early on I started collecting some research on this. I was very skeptical. Um, I really only became a problem, I guess, when I couldn't partake in society with friends and school. So I started collecting some research, presented it to my doctor, and she did agree, you know, like as a healthy young adult, you shouldn't need to get this. Uh, and there is research against this. Um, and so she recommended not to. At this time, though, she told me she could not write an exemption uh, because of legal things. She'd lose her license and wouldn't be able to practice medicine. So, um, so can I just stop you? Because yeah. I want to make sure that, that the audience understands what you're saying. So your medical doctor agreed that it would, it would not be medically wise for you to get the vaccine. Yes. But despite that, she said she couldn't write you an exemption letter or she would lose her license to practice medicine? Correct. Okay. Now, you had indicated um, that this, you started doing research when, you know, some restrictions started on you. Can you tell us how this affected your university, what was happening with the COVID mandates? Uh, sure. So in 2020, um, in the winter term, they moved classes online. That's when they had their first recorded cases here in Winnipeg. Um, and so everything was moved online. 
Uh, that summer, obviously, things happened with the pandemic, nothing crazy. And then in the fall of 2020, we uh, were told as university students that it was going to be mandatory masking and all classes would be online. Um, in, that was for fall and winter of 2021 and, or 2020 and 2021. And then in the fall of 2021, they started rolling out the vaccines that spring and they mandated all university students to be vaccinated. Um, at this point, the university had said, so we all registered for classes uh, in June and July. Uh, and come end of August, they released a statement saying uh, that you had to be vaccinated and you'd have to have your first dose by mid-October and your second one by the end of November. And, and can I just pause you? Yeah. So you were, you, um, I think you were going into your third year. Of, going into my fourth. In, in 2020, right? In 2020, yes, that was yeah. my third. And you had switched majors to microbiology. Yes. And in microbiology, there's a, a heavy lab requirement. Like, you've got mm -hmm. to be in the lab quite frequently. Mm -hmm. Okay, because that, that played into things also as it went forward, right? For sure. So uh, I originally was on path to do a biology degree. Um, I didn't quite enjoy the courses at the 4,000 level, so I switched to microbio. And um, with a pandemic, a lot of the labs, if they had the opportunity, they were offered online, uh, but not the ones in microbiology that I had to take because they were lab techniques uh, that you had to actually practice. Uh, and so because of that, I wasn't able to actually participate in them, and I actually changed my degree, uh, which kind of changed the trajectory of my future options, uh, not because I wanted to, but because I didn't really have any other choices. Right, because my, my understanding is is you're your plan was at first to do a master's in microbiology. Yeah, I was very interested in doing master's. I did some research work uh, and enjoyed it, thought that a master's could be an opportunity, uh, but I couldn't because I changed my degree. Right, so just so that, that um, people listening to your testimony understand, so sure. had, this, <clears throat> had you been able to participate normally in classes, you would have gotten a four-year degree mm -hmm. and been able to go on and do a master's in microbiology. Yes, I would have been able to go down that route, but now I can't. I'd right. have to go back. Right, okay. So, um, so you had to kind of come up with a different plan. What did you decide to do? Because I, I understand that at one time you were actually interested in then going into uh, become a, a medical doctor. Uh, yeah, so I was interested in medicine. Um, I ended up applying to the University of Manitoba, um, but seeing how everything happened in the pandemic, I was just very appalled uh, with medical ethics. I mean, speaking with my own doctor who said, I advise you not to, but I actually can't help you with anything. I just, I couldn't believe or even picture myself practicing something like that. And so I ended up uh, not going forward with that and I applied to naturopathic medicine instead. I got a seat there, but I still can't attend due to restrictions in the province that the school's in. Right, okay, so can you share with us more specifically what the restrictions are? Yeah, so I applied to uh, the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine in BC, uh, and their clinical requirement, not the schools, but provincially, is that you have to be vaccinated to be in a medical clinic, um, practicing as a student, whatever the case may be. If you are employed or a student, you have to be vaccinated, and I obviously am not, and so I cannot go to that program, and I cannot uh, pursue that opportunity right now. Okay, so that's why you're kind of on hold right now. Yes. Because you still want to become a naturopathic doctor. Yes. But the, the restrictions today, still in, in April of 2023, are holding you back. Yes. Okay. Now, I'm curious how, um, if you were treated differently at the university because you were unvaccinated. 
For sure. So um, I actually didn't disclose my status to friends or um, my colleagues. I had told my boss at the time because uh, I was also employed on campus. That was my only opportunity to be on campus um, was through work. And so I had been upfront with my boss, but I hadn't disclosed this to anyone else. I didn't think it was information that anyone, quite frankly, needs to know. Um, but I had a couple friends who I did tell, and they ostracized me. They treated me differently. Um, going up to social settings was very different. Um, I had people almost treat me as if I was ill, even though I wasn't, and they all knew I was there, and they're all friends with me before the pandemic. And so, yeah, that really changed my friend groups, which I think um, was very difficult. As a, a young adult, you predominantly look for advice and hang out with peers your age, and to lose all of my friends was very, very hard. Right. And um, were there any comments by professors or anything like that that you experienced? Yeah. So uh, in the classes, even though I was uh, taking them online, there were some professors who would still make comments um, about how, like, belittling those who are unvaccinated. I can't believe there's anti-vaxxers, things like that. Um, I can't believe that people wouldn't get vaccinated. It's so crazy. Like, make sure you get boosted, all these things. It was just crazy because I'm taking science courses, but that, quite frankly, has nothing to do with science. It had nothing to do with the courses I was taking. Um, and it was just kind of a jab at those who chose not to get vaccinated. Now, you told us that you were employed at the university. Mm -hmm. um, and my understanding is, is that um, in the winter of 2022, you got tested to see um, your, you know, whether you'd caught COVID or not. Yeah. So um, my thought process was how do I end up keeping my classes so I can pursue my degree? How do I... Uh, make sure I can still work so I can pay for all of this. Uh, so I asked my doctor if I could get an antibody test done, uh, which interestingly enough, you cannot get one if you're vaccinated. Um, so I went to my doctor, she agreed, I got the lab work done, it came back positive. Um, and so I said, hey, like, can you write me an exemption so that I can go to these classes? And she said, the best I can do is write you a letter saying you can cross the border and go to the states and you can try to use that um, to get into classes. So I emailed what the university had set up as their COVID committee uh, saying, hey, can I provide an antibody test and a letter from my doctor that'll allow me to be on campus so I can continue working and going to classes. And they told me no, according to their research, the best bet, even if you had recovered from the disease was to still get vaccinated. Um, I asked them if they could provide the research that they used to say this and they just stopped communications with me. Um, which is very frustrating because at this point, I don't know what they're making their rules on and there's nothing I can do to, to fight this, which was very disappointing and discouraging. And, and just so that everyone understands, when you say, you know, you had an antibody test and it showed you had the antibodies, that means you had caught COVID, mm -hmm. you had overcome COVID, mm -hmm. and you had natural immunity now. Yes. Having, and having fought, successfully fought COVID. Yeah, and on the uh, the actual antibody test, when it comes back, it says this test cannot differentiate between naturally induced antibodies or vaccine-induced antibodies. Um, okay, and now who was this COVID committee that was kind of controlling your life and stopped responding? Um, so they never released who it was. Um, I asked uh, a couple people, you know, like who is making up this body? It wasn't voted in. The university never disclosed who made up the committee. Uh, they just made the committee themselves, and that was it. So, so there's basically this secret committee mm -hmm. whose membership won't be shared with the students who are basically making decisions that significantly affect people like you, mm -hmm. and, and you don't even know who it is. Yeah. Um, I also asked them, too, if 
people who disclosed their vaccine status to the committee, I said, who will be able to see this on the university side? And they didn't provide an answer. Um, so who knows who's seeing that on the other side? They didn't really provide any information. Right. Now you did, um, so they're not going to let you attend in, in person, mm -hmm. even though you have natural immunity. So what did you do? So at this point, the university had offered testing in the fall semester. You could get tested. You could go on campus. Every two days, you had to go back and get tested again. Um, they asked you questions like, who are you on campus for? Who can we send this information to? Things like that uh, when you go to go get tested. So I, before, that was an option. Uh, come the winter, they took that option away. And you could no longer test. And they kicked me out of all of my classes. Um, I was in some in-person and online options. They still took me out of all of my classes. So they took you uh, off of the online classes? Yes. So, and I, I'm just trying to get my head around this. So, so they kick you out of the in-person classes because you're not vaccinated, although you have natural immunity. But um, you can't even attend online classes Correct. When, when you're unvaccinated. Correct. Um, after that, I did re-register in courses because I just needed to finish the degree at this point. I was very discouraged and I just wanted to get out of that situation. It wasn't doing anything good for me and I just need to finish my degree. So I ended up registering for some online options after that. And that's where I switched from, uh, from focusing on microbiome to just finishing my degree as a general science degree. Right, okay. Now, um, you actually live, were living at home at the time, right? Yes. Um, can you tell us kind of, you know, what happened concerning vaccination with your family and kind of maybe the dynamics that were occurring in that process as COVID went on? Sure. Um, so right off the beginning, because um, I was skeptical, um, my mom's a nurse, and so she also knows kind of the science background, stuff like that. Um, and she actually got very sick at the beginning of COVID with COVID and she called some people and they said, we still recommend you get vaccinated. So she did. And then everyone else in my family did as well. Um, and, and, and I'll just stop you. So you lived yes. with both your, your mother and your father, and then you had two siblings. Yeah. And they were at home at this time. Right. Okay. Um, so I was the only one that chose not to get vaccinated and received a lot of pressure. And I know that they come with good intentions as um, any mother does in, you know, family. And uh, it was just a lot of pressure. You know, it was, uh, it mentioned so many times, it was like, it was your fault. You're, you won't be able to hang out with your friends. You're going to miss out on all these opportunities, um, stuff like that. And, and honestly, it just like confused me because I was like, it's not my fault that, that I'm choosing not to get vaccinated. I just don't think that's the best health for me, but the repercussions that I'm gonna suffer, the loss of friendships, the loss of future opportunity, that's not my choice. That's not me doing that. Um, and so it was just really hard because it felt like it was me who was sabotaging my own life, which uh, was very difficult. It was lots of tears. Um, thankfully, uh, I had a really good support group um, that I found later on that really helped get me through all of it, but it was very, very difficult. Now, eventually the kind of dynamics or feeling in your family changed about yeah. your vaccination status. Mm -hmm. um, and do you want to tell us about that and how they currently feel? Sure. Um, so thankfully, my boyfriend also knows a lot of science and sat down and had a really good conversation with my mom and really just opened her eyes to everything. Um, and she was so supportive after that, which I'm so thankful for. Um, but now also it's the reality of like we know people who are vaccine injured, people who have died from getting the vaccine, people who have brain fog, chronic fatigue, um, debilitating illness and and just um, 
like it'll change their life forever. And being awake to that reality and seeing that is very, very hard. Um, there's a lot of stress now, you know, like what happens to my parents? What happens to one of my siblings? Um, how do you help people through that? What happens if everyone around you dies? I actually had my first ever panic attack realizing that, that could be a reality that could lose everyone around me. And it was very, very difficult. And, and is it fair to say that actually your family that's vaccinated, they're stressed now that they've been oh, vaccinated? Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. And Absolutely. Right. So they've come to realize this, they're at risk now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, you were talking about um, you came across a group that helped you get through this. Can yeah. you just share with us about that? Yeah. So um, Students Against Mandates is the group. Uh, it's founded by uh, Lee Vossen, who's fantastic. She's been a great support. Um, and it's just a bunch of students and young adults, um, even parents, who are just very, very concerned about what was going on, uh, what options did students have, um, and really just give a voice to those who are young and going through this. Because up until this point, I, I didn't know anyone who was on my side who viewed things the way I saw it. And so it was very, very isolating. And so to have a group of people who could support you and talk to you about all this was just amazing. And that really did give me hope. Um, it really was just phenomenal. Right. So I, I imagine um, that you would probably recommend if anyone finds themselves, yes. you know, in fear and isolated to find like-minded people. Absolutely. Yeah. Share your story. Find people who support you. Now, um, going forward, is there, is there anything that you think we should have done differently? Oh, man. Um, I think the biggest thing is that uh, medicine, bodily autonomy, uh, all that needs to be protected to the utmost like priority. It's not a group collective. Each person is an individual going through individual um, situations, and you cannot make a group decision on what people should do, uh, and that should never be pressured. Right, okay. And I'll just, um, I'm finished asking you questions, but I'll ask if the commissioners have any questions. For sure. You. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. You had mentioned that you'd signed up for university, and I assumed you pay your tuition yes. when it started. Yes. Did they refund you the money when they kicked you out of the classes? So at that point, I hadn't paid for my tuition. The way the university works is it's two weeks. They kicked me out of the classes before they started. Um, in the fall, I'm assuming the reason that they couldn't kick us out of our classes is because we had already paid for our tuition when their mandate had happened, because it actually told us you had to be fully vaccinated by a date in November. Um, but because I think, like, We'd already paid, people were already taking the course that they couldn't have done anything, they didn't have much power. So that's why I think they heavily implemented it in January, uh, and then they just kicked people out before tuition had been paid. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for your testimony. Uh, I'm a little confused about your situation right now. Sure. Did you mention that the VAX mandate is still in action? It prevents you to do some of the courses you'd like to do, or did I miss that? Yes. So um, I'm applied to BC, and in BC they still have the provincial, um, I guess, rules or, or whatever it is, the laws that say that you have to be vaccinated to participate in clinical. And so in naturopathic medicine, the first year, you already are in clinics, and you need to be vaccinated for that. So the school does not have the mandate, but the province is mandating it in clinics. So yes, that is why I cannot go to classes. And are you aware of any prospect that this 
man, this law of the a level of a province will change anytime soon, or no? That's why I'm looking at American opportunities, hopefully. But I have no idea where I'm going to go with all of that. We'll see where opportunities present themselves. <clears throat> Did you explore other provinces? Yes, they have a school in Toronto. Um, last minute, I was told I could go and attend that school. It was about a week before it would have started, and it's just no, it was not feasible for me to up and move to Toronto. Uh, so, in the future, I may look at that avenue, but I'm not sure if I want to partake in that right now. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Cassandra, those are our questions on behalf of the National Citizens Inquiry. We sincerely thank you for coming and sharing your story this morning. Thank you so much.